Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to yet another episode of the Community Podcast that is brought to you every Thursday, courtesy of Civ South Africa, where we talk all things philanthropy with a special focus on African philanthropy. This particular season, we are focusing on philanthropy through the eyes, the hearts, and the minds of Rotarians in Uganda. We have all heard about Rotary. Uh, some of us know it well, some of us have experienced it, some of us are even beneficiaries of the philanthropy through Rotary. So this gives us an opportunity to better understand who Rotarians are and what is the thinking behind their generosity as they contribute to improving communities around the country. Our guest today is, you guessed it, a Rotarian. A Rotarian at the Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands, Chris Kayongo is our guest today, um, and he will be speaking to us about his personal experience with generosity and philanthropy, and also about what philanthropy looks like at the Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands. Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much, Malcolm. I am glad to be part of this uh, beautiful innovation, and um, I'm also glad to share one uh, my Rotary journey, but also give a, 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 an outlook on what it looks like in terms of generosity, giving, and philanthropy. I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, um, and we'll just delve right in. Please do tell us, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your understanding of, of, of generosity and how you've experienced generosity and, and, and philanthropy, experienced and practiced. Yes, thank you very much, Malcolm. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Chris Kayongo. It's actually Christopher Kayongo, but uh, I go by Chris better. Um, I've been in Rotary for a better part of my life, actually, three quarters of my life. I've been within and around Rotary because I just managed to be raised in a family that was attached to Rotary at the point of growing up. And um, at some points, people may think that because maybe one of your parents or one of your close relatives are Rotarian makes you automatically one, but no, it comes from the past, a personal perspective and view to join Rotary because of the wish to serve. But my active, active life in Rotary as an individual started when I joined Interact Club of Soga College in Miri. Uh, during my secondary school life. I went through that and I joined Rotaract, which is the younger version, as uh, Malcolm, you may know. Um, and uh, through all this, uh, we have been pushing uh, to do what you'd call in three words, service above self. So for Rotary as a club, especially a club of Kampalasas Islands, I joined in 2014. And um, to be honest, the idea to join Rotary was the fact that I had been part of, part of my life had been through Rotaract and what we did uh, in Rotaract in terms of projects and things like that. Um, and when I say that, it may not give a clear picture of what it is in terms of generosity and, um, and philanthropy, but it was the heart to serve the communities that we live in that drove me to join Rotary. I have been, like I said, in Rotary since 
2014 as a Rotarian. But um, like I said earlier, I spanned back through Interact and Rotaract, and that gave me a good grounding to, 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 to feel the service above self and indirectly there talk about generosity and philanthropy. Now, if I would put it in quick terms, my experience, personal experience about Rotary uh, and looking at generosity and philanthropy as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a lens is that we started at a point when I was still on transfer earnings from my parents, but made sure we could give time to serve the communities around us. And for me, that's where it started from, that you take your time to be able to go out in communities and do projects, projects that you know would create some impact in the communities that we live in with the hope of making that uh, uh, community a better place for the people in there to live. So it started by giving time. And um, from that point, after joining um, Rotaract, where and this also becomes a, a bizarre point where, first of all, you commit some funds to be part of Rotaract, which is the first form of giving. And then you commit time to serve uh, using the resources that you have collected within each other. So that's where the idea of generosity for me starts from. That we put together our own resources as individuals and form these clubs. And from these clubs, we write projects, which projects are then uh, implemented with the behind goal of being able to create a better society. So the impact of the projects implemented create a better society. And that's, for me, um, what I would look at as the generosity in terms of uh, an individual. Of course, if I were to say that I would pick my own money to say, I've picked it and taken it to a community, it would not create that much of an impact. But the togetherness that uh, Rotary does um, offer to bring us together provides us the platform for us to be able to provide that generosity on a bigger scale. If you're going to talk exper experience as an individual, I've been part of very many projects uh, within Rotary, uh, implemented some, spearheaded implementation of some, and while you do that, you not only see what you have collected uh, being put to use, but over time you see the change that it creates in the society. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, um, for sharing that introduction to, to generosity in, in, in your life and, and, and the kind of philanthropy that, you, philanthropy that you've been a part of. Having been born into into Rotary, basically, um, with your, your, your parents involved in Rotary, your family basically involved in Rotary. It, and, and, and it's interesting that you say Rotary, it wasn't necessarily a given that you will also participate. So not, it's not necessarily the family business, but it's a, a choice that you make to still be able to contribute to the, the communities that are, are underserved, that are, are underprivileged. And, and that is, um, is very fantastic. So philanthropy becomes a choice, generosity becomes a choice and not necessarily, necessarily something that you get forced into. So, so definitely, definitely. Fast, 
So, so, so fast track to your time now at the at, at, at the Rotary Club of, of Kampala Sese Island. So tell us what 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 makes Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands tick. Why did you choose to join that particular club? What makes them tick, and how have you been able to realize your philanthropy ethos through that club? Thank you, Malcolm. Um, the 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 choice for joining a specific club for me was mainly because of what I, I, I saw as value I would bring to the club. So just a, if I can give just a brief, after my retract uh, part in the country, went away a bit to do some studies and then I came back. And the time when I came back, I think I was now ready to join Rotary. And I was approached by a very good friend. Um, but by that time, I had looked at a few clubs, one or, one or two. Uh, I had considered joining the club that my parents were part of. But then I thought I, it may not open. It may give, give me a bit of a shadow. You know? So I thought it would be good to look out for a club where it would allow me to be able to express myself and able to, be, to bring uh, impact and change within the club and within the communities that we do. So I was approached by a friend. Um, at that time, I visited about three clubs. But when I went to, on a Thursday evening, to Normal Gallery to visit um, Rotary, Kampala, Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands, I actually found that the culture there fitted right into my sort of personal culture on, and uh, my way, the way I thought my social life would run. Um, running on the uh sideline along each other that we come together as a group and we can sit and have a social life but we come together well as a group and we can have so so very good impactful projects in the areas that we work in so for me that was the reason i i picked on cese islands because it had a good mix and blend of what i believed my social life as an individual would be like but it also had some people that I looked up to, emulated, and wished uh, within the Rotary life of Uganda to, to get close to and be able to understand uh, Rotary even better. So <clears throat> I started from there. So I joined uh, in March 2014. And um, quickly after that, the start of the new Rotary year started slowly serving on, on the board, I mean, on committees that are part of the of um, the leadership uh, started with the fundraising, which is interesting that we talk about that here at some point. Um, worked with the, the committee of membership, worked with service projects, uh, worked with the uh, uh, club administration. So that give, gave me as an individual, a feel of what the club is about over over the few years I've been there, but also given me a platform to be able to sit and express myself towards being able to serve our communities. So <clears throat> on joining and starting to serve uh, in the club uh, within the different communities, I mean committees, started opening up the opportunities for me as an individual to provide generosity from my point. And like I said earlier, 
it's always for me started with the time because with Rotary, you commit that one hour every week to attend a club meeting. And within the club meeting, you will design projects and these projects will even require you maybe to go into this less privileged community and maybe spend two days. And those two days will be for you to carry out activities that can create impact. If you're supporting um, an education program, um, trying to make sure that maybe you've set up libraries or you've taken books, they're distributed and you see where they are and, and, and things in that nature. So it still for me started with the time but because now I was uh, in gainful employment, also starting started to put together some funds from my from my pocket to be able to say, one, I will travel and cater for myself while we go to implement a project. Two, I will pick some of what I have as a saving or an earning towards the implementation of the project directly. So for me, that's where it started from. Uh, before it builds up into into the bigger picture of, of uh, Rotary as a club, individuals contributing to the foundation and stuff. For me, it starts with the fact that I've managed to put time and part of my own resources to be able to be part of projects that create lasting change in these communities. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, from, from that, that, that sharing, um, I think what, what stands out is, is how, how you were driven. At, at one point, I was about to ask whether you had interest in owning an island in, in Sese. And that's why you joined Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Island. So <laughs> just to understand that, that, that it's, it is the, the growth of a particular network that uh, drove you to that particular club. Um, and and that you 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 saw yourself blending in the social life that was within that club speaks to different reasons why 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 we 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 support the way we do that you have an, an opportunity to give but you choose where to give because of some attendant factors such as the networks that you get to build such as the social life that you'll be having there and how that blends with, um, with, with who you are as a person. And, and I think that is, that is fantastic. Could, could you give us a bit of a profile of, of the Rotary Club of, of Sese Islands? Um, when, when it started, uh, what kind of work they, they do and, and who is there that then attracted you as, um, to, to form part of, of the network? Thank you, Malcolm. Um, for starters, I proudly say I'm part of a club that is if not one of the oldest in the country. Our club is 30 years old. Uh, we made 30 this year. So since 1991, Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands has been, has been here. And it has grown from strength to strength. Currently, we have um, a total membership of 97 active members, and we have four honorary members. So that gives us a total membership over 100. And I think we have very few clubs in the country that are over 100. Uh, in terms of membership. That alone gives you a picture of the base on which we can sit as a club and we rally ourselves to create last, lasting change and impact, especially on the islands of Sese. I did not want to own a piece of, of the islands of Sese. <laughs> I did not. But I, I, 
it was one of those areas that since I was a child, I wanted to visit. And that gave me an opportunity. I went as a young man on a family trip. And then when the opportunity to be part of this almost for a lifetime came, I took that. So our club um, has been active, like I said, for the last 30 years. We have had uh, so um, a decent number of projects that we have done uh, over the years. And our projects range from uh, disease prevention and treatment, which um, is about um, scaling up the hospitals that are on the islands, providing um, annual outreach projects, uh, medical outreach projects that help uh, combat uh, quick disease prevention, um, going out to set up hospitals, uh, uh, I mean, health centers that can help in um, providing medical assistance, putting up uh, dental clinics. Um, so in the area of disease prevention and treatment, we have uh, been there and we're still creating impact. Currently, we have uh, an adopter village project that we're doing, which includes um, a health center too, which we are moving from point to point. Right now it's operational and we're trying to get it to a sustainable point where we can be able to get Minister of Health to provide them with medicines. So, and for us, we look at that as creating the sustainable change uh, uh, to try and prevent disease and, and also treatment. We have done a lot of work within the areas of water and sanitation uh, on the islands. Um, we've done a lot of work within the areas of maternal child and uh, maternal and child health. Um, currently, we have two global grants that are running, um, then total uh, over $200,000 towards this particular area, uh, um, trying to train uh, medical personnel uh, within the area of maternal and child health, uh, providing kits that they can use, uh, scaling up the health centers that provide uh, maternal health, um, and these are ongoing and even more. Basic education and literacy, where we've put up, we put up a library on the islands. We have put up now an early childhood development center, which uh, is also up and running. And there's a lot more area economic, um, economic and community development, set up uh, communities to try and 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 um, have uh, sessions where people can be explained to how. They can create um, sustainable income for them from this for themselves and become self-sufficient. So our range has been within um, all those um, areas of focus, which are aligned with uh, the Rota International areas of focus. We have not forgotten the one for environment, and uh, during all our annual projects, we try and make sure that uh, we plant trees and encourage our co the communities to grow trees. In the past two or three years, we've actually enhanced that by trying to make sure we could we can give fruit trees uh, and plant fruit trees within uh, the island so that people can use that not only for economic uh, development, but, but also for health living. So in a, in, in a nutshell, we have such a span 
of projects uh, that we have done, but also going outside the areas of focus where are trying to create, uh, continuously trying to create an enabling environment for the islands to grow organically. We've also gone, and I think because most, most of the times we're in Kampala, uh, we thought it was also good enough to set up a club on the islands that we support to also be able to not only implement their own projects, but also partner with us over the periods for us to, to have also ears and eyes on the ground. So I think in a nutshell, that's um, the profile in terms of projects. Right, all right, thank you. Thank you, Chris. You wanted to go into profiles in terms of membership? Well, <laughs> I, I can do that. Um, maybe a quick background. The club was started on the premise of uh, members in who were living in Kampala, but originate from the islands. And so that's where the Rotary Club of Kampala City Islands started from. And um, from starting from our charter president and most of the most of the charter members, some of whom um, have gone back to be with the Lord, were members of the society, but of the City Island Society, but were living and working in Kampala. And so that was the first attraction. Of course, eventually the club opened up to grow the membership and we're now a very diverse club. But we range from for, for all. We, we do have members who are high-profiled uh, perso persons in this country. We do have members who are top business people in the country. We have uh, top professionals in, our country, um, in the country who are part of the club. We have good, real Wanayinchi as well. So our club is a really vast in terms of profile. So, and that, that's what creates that, that um, enabling environment and a blending uh, group of people that you can fit in um, comfortably because it offers you that opportunity to network, as you mentioned earlier, but the network, the network spans uh, on, a, on a wide scope. I was very selective in dropping names because I don't think I wish to no, do no. that. And, and that that's, <laughs> well, some of them could actually be public knowledge already, but, but, but that's okay um, because it's, 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 it's uh, really about appreciating the, the edge diversity in terms of yes. who, who the, the members are, uh, and, and what the demographics look like. Um, it's also about uh, appreciating the, the diversity in terms of, of, of origin, because one would think when you talk about Rotary Club of Kampala Sese Islands, then everyone must have a connection to the islands. But it, it, from what you're saying, it, is, it, started, it started with people from the island, but now is focused on serving the island, but not, not necessarily um, having a membership from the island, right? Yeah, true, definitely. I mean, our our scope in terms of um, age demographics, I think the youngest member of our club is 28 and the oldest is over 85. And the scope, you see, and, and within the, that age range, there is everyone, that age range is catered for. At some point we had actually someone who was 26, but on top of that, we've had over the years, we currently have two uh, members of the Asian origin, 
actually from India and they're part of our club. But okay. you will find each and every part of this country is part of the Rotary Club of Sese Island. Yeah. And yeah. I think we, we also have an Eritrean. So ah. Africa is represented, yes. Recently that's, joined. That's, that's fantastic diversity. Thank you. Thank yes. you for sharing that. And and if, if, if I may ask, what, what resources do you do you put to to, to use um, for generosity within within the the, uh, the club? Is it is it money? Is it what, what exactly are the resources that you feel are at your disposal as a Rotary club of of Kampala Islands that get you to do the work that you do? Thank you. Um, the resources available are multifaceted. If I could use that 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 word, one. We have, we are a group of 97 active members. And for starters, the first resource we have is the human resource for us as a club. We have 97 people who over the time are willing to utilize their professions, um, the experience, their knowledge to deliver uh, this project. So that's, that's the first one that we have. And the number 97 gives us that edge for us to go out and do uh, projects that are impactful. The second one is time. Is it that over every Rotary year, just about every member will give at least two or three days within the year to visit and actually be part of the physical implementation of a project or even be part of designing, of uh, writing, of uh, implementing, of um, you know, looking for international partners if we need to, and things like that. So the other one is time. And I mentioned at the start that for me, that's where it started from as an individual. So coming to this club also gave me the opportunity to actually find like my people who will give some time to make sure they can uh, be able to do some of these things uh, project. Of course, the third one is money. As you know, Malcolm, we, we pay to serve, we pay to be part of our Rotary Clubs. So the first part when it comes to money is that we actually contribute uh, through our membership uh, payments to be part of the club. But the other level of generosity individually as members of the club is that if there is a call and say, we have um, uh, the school in Daji that we are putting up and we want to now furnish it with the with the tables and chairs for the for the young learners, you'll find individuals coming and providing physical items, and you can quantify that. Maybe chairs, maybe tables, maybe play equipment, and things like that. So th those ones also come in terms of uh, monies that we, that that we put. Now there is another way that money is raised from individuals of the club, and this is by giving to the Rotary Foundation. Now to the Rotary Foundation, um, this is where all, all Rotarians, individual Rotarians will pay a small amount of money that they're willing to part with into a very big coffer, uh, which then can be used to do even bigger and greater projects uh, if money is consolidated and some is returned to the club um, to do those projects, mainly the global grants. So, those are the, are the 
two, three ways in which we, the resources we have with us are utilized in creating um, the generosity and philanthropy we are talking about. Right, right. Uh, I think that's um, a, a fantastic way to show the well, what we refer to as the three T's of African philanthropy, the time, the treasure, the talent. Those three tend to be a golden thread in a lot of the, the philanthropy work that we um, have, have engaged with, uh, and, that, and that is clearly part of, of what happens in Rotary. Back to, to, to the, the fundraising, um, and, and do you have certain partners that you work with when, when you fundraise? Do you have certain events that you organize to, to fundraise, and how do those go in terms of, of, of the planning and the preparation? How do you get different partners to trust to work with the Rotary Club of Kampala Sisi Island? Indeed, for, for, for us to say that we'll, we, we would work as an island, as a club, would be us lying to ourselves. We treasure the partnerships that we get, the partnerships that we have, the partnerships we've had before, because they create um, an avenue for us as a club to actually go further than what if we we, we resourced in, uh, funds individually as members, they help us go further. So number one, yes, we have partners, and our partners over the years, they, they stretch from individuals and they go to as, as, as far as organizations, uh, uh, you know, and they come in all forms. We are not the type that will push away an opportunity. If it's from an individual, an organization, uh, or anything, they are in between. Maybe for I, I, I can give a picture of, 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 of this Rotary Yak when um, we were doing our annual outreach. We had a total of uh, uh, seven partners. And see, and, and, and maybe to be categoric, the, the, the fundraising for us would not be just that we'll get money and put in the project, but the fundraising is on the entire scope of the project. So if there's a partner who's willing to come on board and say, um, you're coming to do the project, instead of you paying um, premium prices, uh, for your accommodation while on the islands, we shall give a discount so that your stay is made easier. For us, we also uh, take that on board as, as partners. So this particular area, we have had National Drug Authority um, that gave us a cash donation. We have had uh, the Polymola Foundation, and those ones have brought on board cash donations. We have had partners that we have worked with physically in implementing a project, the projects like the CSA Islands African AIDS project, where we actually sit within their premises and jointly implement uh, these projects. We have Care Plus that um, has come on board in disease prevention, providing physical mos uh, mosquito nets. We've had um, service providers like Mirembe Resort Beach, Victoria Forest Resort that have given us um, downgraded pricings for accommodation while on the islands so that we can be we don't have to pinch so much so there's so many others but 
there is those that we can categorize as we have come from outside and, and, and joined us. Internally, we also have individual members of the club that have brought their businesses, uh, organizations that they work with to actually be part of what you'd call corporate members of the club. And they will, on top of being able to pay what would be a, mem a membership fee, uh, they go over and above and provide some money towards uh, the projects that we implement. So those are also a category of, of partners that, that we work with uh, and through them we fundraise uh, uh, funds. Now we also have internal activities that we, that, that we carry out. Obviously for the last two years because of COVID it has been a bit uh, difficult to do, but we've always had um, two or three annual events that we do. One, we've always had uh, Chesa and Afrigo, and Afrigo is a, I can call them a life partner with Sese because uh, they are even known individuals to us as members, but they're willing to come on board with us to provide a fundraising night uh, and all these monies that we usually collect go towards the projects that we do. We've had, um, we've been part of uh, um, the football five-a-side that is uh, by club. Um, of course, uh, due to COVID, we've not had a chance, but we've also on a few occasions managed to pick up a few checks from there, but after participating in the event. So there are internal events that we do, but also on the scale where other clubs are having events that are for fundraising, we also be part of that. And the idea is not that we fundraise specifically for our projects, but as Rotarians, if we fundraised through Chiwatle by attending the Fiverr side, Chiwatle is going to be able to uh, uh, find funds into their projects. And that particular community that they are working with to be improved gets improved. And for us, it becomes impact within the country, it becomes impact within what we would like to see. So even when we think about activities, our activities don't stop at the scale of those that would benefit our club, but we look at it from being able to be part of the group that will help with fundraising as a whole, if it comes in terms of uh, Rotary in Uganda and, and, and worldwide. So if we look at that, that is uh, here. So earlier on, I mentioned something about the Rotary Foundation and people contributing willingly to the Rotary Foundation. Now from that, we are also able to fundraise through other Rotary clubs in other Rotary districts. And those monies are matched by the Rotary Foundation for us to be able to, to implement global grants, grants that are of magnitudes of hundreds thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars. So are, those are the, you know, different avenues. So we start from individuals putting money directly towards the projects. We start from individuals bringing their businesses, organizations that they work with to come and be part of us. Then we go to corporate organizations that are, would love to partner with us and they'll provide um, uh, fundraising, either hard cash or items that we can distribute. Then we also go to fundraising through other clubs and through uh, the Rotary Foundation to be able to do the projects that we do. Uh, thank you so much, Chris, for explaining that in, in, in very great detail and telling us how, how that happens. I'll just ask, as we begin to wind down uh, this conversation, 
about how the club chooses its its projects. Um, you've said already that the focus is on Sese Island, um, but and then shared also how those projects are fairly comprehensive. Um, that you have a, a wide range of, of of projects that cover from economic empowerment to uh, basic education and, and literacy on to health. But how, are there specific communities within the islands that you that you target? How do you choose where to actually have which particular project? Now, our choice of projects is usually driven by community demand. Now, what we do as part of our, if you'd say, if you would call it a project visit, is that we would go and maybe we know that um, we are going to Daje because maybe we are commissioning a school and we want to look at how far the other projects have gone. Every time we do that, we take time off to do a quick community assessment. So our assessments are uh, recurrent, are recurrent, and they start. They, they will start from an individual. There are sometimes when you'll find that some of the members who, over time, have retired and have gone back. Uh, to live on the islands, they'll be, you know, within their own communities and they'll be like, oh, there is this issue. And they can come and say, what can we do? And then we'll do a rapid assessment, go back to a community needs assessment. And then when we find what the problem is, uh, we will try and see if we can draw a project to see how we can uh, come to uh, intervene in this particular need. So our projects are really driven by the needs of the community. It is, um, and I say that because we got we got a bit of a lesson sometime when um, over time we got we got um, some money with the Rotary Club. I think it, I was Bainbridge, and we actually went to Amolata and uh, dug sunk boreholes. And after maybe six months, we went back and this, the, the aluminum was still shining. There had been no drop of water pushed out of those boreholes. So we turned around and asked, why have you not used them? And they turned around and said, we didn't want boreholes. We wanted something else. That gave us the lesson, gave us something to learn, that it's not what you think, but the community that you want to go into should be able to provide you guidance on what you can intervene into. So from that time, we've made it a deliberate effort that we cannot go into our community without finding out what that community requires. So our projects are driven by the community and the demand in the community. I will not lie to you, you can go in and you'll have 50 demands. And then you can go back, especially through the leadership and say, let's prioritize because we can't do all. But when you prioritize and say, pick up one that seems to be crucial and is done. You can go back to the community and see if what we have done has created change. Can we move on and see if we can do the next one? And so slowly by slowly, you start to see the impact within the change in the lives of the people of that community. So as much as possible, we try to do rapid assessments every time we're on the, on the islands. We engage the communities, the leaders on a constant basis to try and find out how things are working, how things are moving, how would they like us to intervene, how do they partner with us, 
I was mentioning partners, but I forgot to say actually the, the district, the district of Kalangala is one of the biggest that we have in terms of partners because there's no project that we do that they are not a part of. So that's one of them. And so it's through those channels that we try to find what the what the need is, and then we work towards trying to intervene in, in, in the problem that has been identified by the committee. But our baseline is that we try as much as possible to intervene so that the impact is felt directly by the community because then they will have said that this is what we wish to have done or support in. But I also say um, once in a while, we, we try and diversify in terms of geographical scope and come on the mainland. Over the times we have had um, some projects, uh, especially medical health camps in Nakaseke, other places, we are part of uh, Matuga. We are also, I think we have two global grants that are uh, in, in writing that are outside the islands. We are working on a water and sanitation project in a school in Gulu with the Rotary Club of Gulu. So whereas we look at maybe 85% say islands, we try to also go out uh, on, in other parts of the country for us to see if we can also create some impact there. So that's how we choose the projects that we work with. All right, all right. Thank you so much, Chris. That's very interesting to, to, to learn that actually the focus is broader than just the islands themselves and that there are communities in, in different parts of, of the country that also receive support from your, your club. We'll just tie it off with um, what I would ask would be your parting shot, your sort of clarion call to our listeners about generosity and, and how they can be able to either be a part of Rotary or just practice generosity wherever they are. Thank you, Malcolm. You just give me a chance to play a trumpet, no? <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us have had, when, when you see the first time I heard the word philanthropy, I, I, and I tried to understand it. It was when Forrest Whitaker was in this country and I got a chance to sit and um, 20 minutes and I asked him why. And he said, I have been privileged to be in this space. So, and that was 2016. And so I went back and sat and I thought, so, I mean, this is a, this is a Hollywood star. Why come to Uganda? Why? So that that I had been I've been hearing the word, but I'd never, you know, looked at it from the angle that I'm looking at it right now. Because when someone said philanthropy, I just thought someone has not even Uganda shillings, dollars in their in their account, and so they are really willing to just say, okay, "Fine, we'll give here," because now on the news we'll be reading. Uh, Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation, the philanthropist, and it always tied to superstars. When I sat down with Whitaker for 20 minutes, he told me I've flown, okay, business class, but on a public jet to come here. I can afford a private jet. But the time that I can spend to be a part of this, even just to just come and see where the funds we have fundraised have gone to, makes the difference that's when the thought of time and i went back and thought how much time have i put to rotary for me to what for us to see what we are seeing 
So then I realized that it was never about the money alone. It was always about the time that you give, the knowledge that you share, the, 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 you being a part of projects and being able to say, my $2 have gone here. So then I realized that being generous has never been just about the money. So for me, my parting shot would be the idea that you wish to see the community that you are living in move from where it is to a better place is the starting point because you've taken time to sit and look through and see that there's actually a need for us. If we can be able to get people to think about our the time we put in to think about how our communities should be, and then we work towards them, we will have started on our journey of generosity. If then we can be able to actualize that we require maybe safe drinking water for this community, then we will have started with the idea. And I've always had the notion that as soon as you have a brilliant idea, the money to get that idea done will follow. And for me, that ties in with the fact that even if as an individual, Chris, I have not even given $1,000 to the foundation, I have been part of almost seven global grants that have brought in almost a million dollars. And it's just because I had the time and the idea and the money came. So for me, it's not about just the money. Money is part of it. And if you can, you can be. But the time and the resource of the individual yourself that you put, for me, is a driving force for us to be able to actualize generosity uh, in our country, in our continent, and can go world, worldwide. So I'd like to part by saying, Rotary is a place where we can actually realize change in our communities. But you and I should be part of that change by first of all being a part of Rotary. Then we can together be able to actualize uh, the change that we wish to see in our communities. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. That, that parting shot is, is amazing. It, it, definitely summarizes what even what we try we are trying to do with this podcast in terms of, of of being able to have philanthropy understood as something beyond the millions of dollars of the bill and melinda gates foundation but that even within our communities especially in africa we are always giving of our time of our talent of the treasure that we have we are always sharing we're always giving and that too counts as, as philanthropy. Thank you for reminding us of the diversity in resources that can be given. And it doesn't matter whether it is money, whether it is time, whatever you have, you can be able to give. And also the, the power of collective giving, that when you give your bit and somebody else gives their bit, together we're able to change the world one bit um, at a time. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Um, we look forward to being a part of those Afrigo band nights that you talked about, as we also do nice our, to contribute, <laughs> to contribute to the communities that you are supporting. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, Tup. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to share the little. Uh, the pleasure is, is all ours here on the community podcast. We thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. 
for this particular episode and we shall be able to meet you next Thursday on the next episode as we continue to run this series of philanthropy through the eyes, hearts and minds of Rotarians as part of our community podcast season eight. Thank you very much. God bless you.